So hi, welcome to the Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Rishi from Eternal Boy. Uh, and we're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, so what inspired you guys to start the band and what does the band name mean? Oh, man. So we used to be a band called uh, The Space Pimps, which... Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. We were, I love that. I love it was, that. I mean, it's pretty, pretty terrible, but we... When we were, when I was younger, we kind of, things kind of picked up and we were on this label. And so we decided to keep it, but I, I mean, ultimately it, it doesn't represent us really or anything <laughs> at all for that matter. Um, so we decided in 2017 to kind of go through, which was again, a very kind of bold, I guess, thing to do, but to change the brand and change the band name. And uh, the last album that the Space Pimps uh, had <laughs> was called Eternal Boy. So um, Eternal Boy is essentially a Latin term. It's called Puer Eternus, which is essentially Peter Pan complex with like the inability to, oh. to grow up and kind of this kind of overwhelming sense of nostalgia. So we've been uh, we've been around for a while um, under the space, but Eternal Boy since 2017. And, um, you know, we uh, are the same run of the mill pop punk band that you probably already heard before. <laughs> I... I love Space Pimps. I love that so much. I love Eternal Boy as well, but that caught me completely off guard. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) My God. (laughs) So congratulations on your upcoming album, Bad Days Are Over. How do you feel in response to the announcement so far? Things have been really good. Um, You know, we... um... The album was done long before, you know, quarantine was supposed to come out. We had this big tour with this, you know, we were supposed to be support for this really big band. We had all this stuff happening. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, everybody's lives got turned upside down. So we, we've been like really struggling with whether we should have released it or we should wait. Or so we decided to, you know, even we even changed the album name from what it was to what it is now. Uh, to kind of fit the uh, the paradigm that everyone's kind of dealing with, which we hope maybe there's light at the end of the tunnel here soon. Um, so, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's kind of a representation of what everyone's going through, but just trying to stay positive on that particular front. Yeah. Definitely. Can you tell us yeah, what the ask. old album name was? Or are you saving it? So it was it was between like two or three. Our, our previous record was called Awkward Phase, um, and we were thinking about uh, young adults, but we thought Eternal Boy, young adult is like the most ridiculous combo. <laughs> it's, it's essentially a double entendre, like it means the same thing. So, yeah. um, but Bad Days Are was much, much better. It's, it's the, a lyric to one of our favorite bands from back in the day. They're called Rufio. Um, and uh, so it's, it's the chorus to one of their songs, and it, you know, is apropos for 2021. Definitely. I love that. And the album really caught my attention. I was like, I, I really enjoyed it when I listened through. It was very good. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so what made you guys choose uh 30 something as a lead single for this album? Uh well, you know, just turned 30, so I guess, you know, it's like uh, you know, uh, uh, my back hurts and my <laughs> head hurts and uh Aches it's and just like <laughs> Yeah, everything hurts. When you hit 30, it's just like everything's great and then like you wake up and you're just like feel like you're hit by a truck, yeah. uh, but the uh, so the the song is kind of about uh, you know growing up, but like not forgetting you know who you are, kind of, um, and and the video kind of is a representation. Like none of us have kids or anything, but like the most purest thing you can do is kind of like show. Like I was shown punk rock from my sister. Uh, and like, you know, my sister would like give me CDs and like my parents didn't know because punk was so 
you know, punk. Yeah. And uh, so this song is kind of about that, like passing down the things that are important to you uh, to other generations. And, you know, in our particular case, it's music. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's so wholesome. Kind of cute. I know. Oh, it is. Adorable. Oh. <laughs> uh, is there any meaning behind the cover art? You kind of already explained the name. So cover. Great art. question. Yeah, that that the album artworks is uh, so it's nine songs and every one of the it's kind of like a like a like a crossbar and there's there's nine items on the um, on the album art. So every one of the items like is uh, it's almost like the show Ozark. If you've ever seen it, where um, in the beginning of every episode of Ozark on Netflix there's four items that they show that you, that in some way, shape or form are related to something in that episode, mm-hmm. uh, which is similar to this. So it's not like blatantly about like each song, but there's something about each one of those items in the songs. Mm-hmm. And if we kind of took it from uh, the idea from newfound glory, self-titled record where they have a similar kind of thing where they have items on the front that represent certain songs. But um, you know, we took it with, we worked with this really great artist in LA, his name's Bailey from Half Heart Media. Mm-hmm. And he, um, he did an unbelievable job of taking the idea and kind of like making it a modern art project type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, the cover art was very cool. That, that <laughs> caught my attention as well. Your Thank entire you. image and everything was just like, oh, okay. They know A what they're plus, doing. can we just yeah. be friends now? Is that- <laughs> uh, so can you tell me a little, bit, a little bit about your writing process for this album? So we, we um, I, I mean, I do most of the writing, but like you can't be in a band and kind of only write. So like we all write, we all arrange, but we went and recorded it with this guy named Chris Badami from New Jersey, who's done like our favorite bands of all time, like uh, like the starting line and the early November and um, a bunch of bands that, like we grew up listening to. So he was is an integral part. I've been saying in a lot of these interviews, like he's just like the fourth member of our band. We're three piece, but he's kind of like the fourth member um, in that sense. But uh, the, the writing process is kind of, um, it's kind of like what, you know, what you think in writing. It's kind of like somebody comes on an idea, you know, you bring it to practice, you hash it out. And then, um, but I always write a chorus first. I've never written a song where there was no, like the, the, like the verses came first or mm-hmm. uh, even the music. I just write a chorus and I hum it. And I've like, if, if something would ever happen to me and somebody found my phone and looked at all of my voice memos, they would think I am the weirdest person ever. Oh. Um, it's just written with like weird, like ideas. Like I'll be in like a target and I'll hear like something and I'll be like, well, and like, it's like, it just must be so weird to the outside looking in. But man, yeah. I wait, are you recording these voice memos within the target? Because then you just look weird doing it within exactly. the target. So like, is- they don't even have to take your phone without knowing like they, they just know you're weird. <laughs> that is exactly correct. I've gotten many weird looks at Targets or, you know, Taco Bells or other healthier places that I eat. I don't know. Um, that, uh, yeah, that, may, that look weird. Like, or like, you know, like I'm divinely inspired. So like I'll hear a melody in a song and I'll, and I'll hear it and I'll like hum something like it. So even if they knew like I was in a band and trying to come up with, that idea, with an idea, they'd be like, you're just stealing this song that you're hearing, hearing right now. So I'm, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So Yeah, yeah. exactly. Wait, so is there a reason you only start with choruses? Did you start one time with like uh, the first verse and you were like, never again? <laughs> the song fell apart. <laughs> the song just fell off a bridge. I don't know. I feel like uh, I got, when we were called the Space Pimps, we did a tour with uh, with Bowling for Soup. And I'll never forget that Jared from Bowling for Soup said that, um, you know, essentially you can't really, I mean, this there have been exceptions to this rule, but he said, essentially, you can't really write a hit song without a chorus. Yeah. Um, and since then, I, I mean, I was really young and I was like 18 or 19 then, and that, that really stuck with me. So I think that yeah. that was it. But 
since then, I think there are great songs that don't have choruses. So I guess I've kind of proven myself wrong on that or him wrong. So, but that's kind of why we start normally start with a chorus. Okay. Sick. Do you guys write songs or do you guys have you ever written? <laughs> uh. No. no. <laughs> can't. You laughed at yourself. No, because just the thought of it. When I was younger, I wanted to be a musician. I'm here now. So I think that says a lot. Asking the musicians questions. Exactly. Um, Before we move on, since you brought up tours, you've got that Less Than Jake poster behind you. Is that a show that you guys played or was that just like something you went to? So we have played many times with Less Than Jake, but this particular tour poster is one of the oldest tour posters that I have. I didn't go to this show, obviously. I would have been like, you know, two years old, but my, um, yeah. <laughs> I got this on eBay. It was when Blink-182 opened for Less Than Jake on a, oh. a tour in 1998. God damn. Wow. Uh, okay. Called the uh, the Race Around Uranus tour. So. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. It's pretty well, but yeah, yeah. so that's, uh, Less Than Jake's one of my favorite bands of all time um, as well, but uh, yeah, didn't play that one. We do, have, I mean, in this room though, there's a lot of, a lot of cool, I mean, we've done a lot of cool stuff over the years. I mean, like, you know, it's it's just really weird looking back too, because like you know, being thirty and like you know, being in, in the space pimps for years, and then you know, Eternal Boy. You know, I look back and say like, it, you know, we have just been, you know, a lot of people don't know us, but like we've done a lot of shit. You know, yeah. so we, we've toured all over the. We've been to China. We've been to Japan touring. We've been to Europe. We've been to the UK. You know, we should go every year. And then I think about you know, um, just like all the times and 30 something has kind of made me do that as well. That song 30 something. So just yeah. pretty stoked on the shit that we've done. Wish we were on that tour, but I would have been two years old. So that might've been weird. Yeah. Just, yeah. So. A little bit legal as well. <laughs> Probably. Labor. Yeah. But um, anyways, where I'm, are you guys from? New Jersey, Virginia. Where, where in Jersey are you from? On the Jersey shore, like five minutes from the beach. And how about you? Where in Virginia, Virginia beach. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, nice. Pretty cool. So true. How nice! <laughs> so true. Um, so can you tell me where your headspace was while making this album? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, headspace is normally pretty. Can I swear on this thing? Yes. Yeah. Pretty fucked up, you know. I mean, generally speaking, uh, you know, I think that like also when you get older, like my parents always told me, like in high school and college, like you're never going to be friends with the same people that you've been friends, you know, when you're younger. And I was like, fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, it kind of does. It's weird. Like, you know, you know, people like you've been best friends with kind of you grow apart or like they have kids or get married or mm -hmm. you move away. And like, it's just imp almost impossible in many ways to keep those same relationships. So that was kind of the headspace I was at. Mm -hmm. um, there's a few songs that um, on the record, the title track called Bad Days Are Over is kind of about that. And then kind of falling out of touch with somebody, but then realizing that like they went through suicide attempts and they went through mental health stuff. And like, you feel like you weren't there for them, but yeah. like people always say that's just life. And, and that never really sat well with me that, you know, somebody who you knew and were close with and all of a sudden went through all the shit and like, you weren't there for it. Yeah. So it, a lot of that was going, going along with it. Um, you know, the trials and tribulations of kind of growing older, I guess, to kind of undertones it. Okay. Okay. Wait, so was was it um, the fear of losing touch or was it the fear of just completely being alone? What a great question. That's, that's the best question I've had in press week so far. It oh. was, it was, really, it, it's, it's some songs are like, I mean, I guess I do have a fear of growing apart, but these mm -hmm. songs were about it actually happening. 
Okay. Um, yeah. And not like not ever thinking it ever would, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, do you guys, are you guys friends with people that you've been friends with since you've been like in high school? And well, yeah. I'm, I'm still in high school. <laughs> I was going to say, or are you still in high school? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've, I have a friend that I've known since maybe I was like eight. Um, oh, wow. All my other friends, I kind of lost touch with for a good reason. <laughs> but the one that I still know, Rose, Shane knows her. Yeah. Um, yeah. We still talk every now and then. So that's, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just so weird. Yeah, I mean, it'd, it'd be funny to talk to you guys when you're 30 and I'm a thousand. And you guys <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> tell me, how how have you stayed friends with Rose or not? I mean, it's it's mm. kind of a weird thing. I don't know, you know, I you think that like your life stays in the same situation, like that moment forever. And then all of a sudden, you know, you know, it's just everything happens. And I always say yeah. like, t- life took its sweet time till I was like 23. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea where the last seven years went at all. No idea. Yeah. That's fair. You have a lot to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're just really hyping up this whole living as an adult thing and turning 30. You're really just hyping it up. How old are you, Shane? I just turned 18. Wow. So You are legally an adult. I am sadly Congrats. legally an adult now. <laughs> um, do you guys want to go to, are you guys going to go to college? Are you guys going to go into music, like uh, production? What are you going to do? College is the plan, hoping the podcast takes over the world so I don't have to keep going. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I'm not planning on going to college. Um, I'm just trying to build up my baking business alongside the podcast. So awesome! Yeah, my business is kind of it's taking off right now. I'm a little happy about Continue. that. But, what do you do? Oh God, um, I have like filled cakes. I have, um, I do like. Oh God, my mind is going like I do cupcakes. I do a bunch of cookies. I do like chocolate covered like strawberries and pretzels. Um, just like a lot of stuff. And sometimes people request like special things. Just like, hey, can you do this recipe for me? Because I just don't like baking. And I'm like, sure, I'll I'll give it a shot. And then I just sell it to them. What's it called? What's it called? Uh, it's called was it just for you? I think so. I don't yeah. know why you're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> I just hey, like it on Facebook. What's hey Shane? What's my business again? I don't no, fucking I know. Just, I don't. <laughs> I don't think about the name often. I just kind of you know it's That's, my... that is super cool. That's very entrepreneurial and like go get it. You know. Yeah, both of my parents are business owners, so they kind of helped me build everything up, and my mom runs it with me. So it's just kind of it's nice to have that um support i guess do you, do you do it from home or do you like have a spot yeah uh, i'm working towards the spot but my parents are like you don't need to get a spot because right. then that's just extra money you have to pay um so right now it's from home and i'm able to balance that so yeah that is super cool thank you she yeah. hasn't passed out yet she's still here not yet <laughs> <laughs> not yet um so how did you how did you two meet like if, if you both are living different take, states? take it away glory this is your story <laughs> So at the time I had a panic at the disco discord server. Um, Shane joined the server in like 2018. We didn't talk till like 2019 when we started the podcast because he was on the staff team. Still, we didn't talk when he was on the staff team, even though I was the owner and he was a moderator. We just never really crossed paths. Don't know how that happened. It's <laughs> fine. We're here now. <laughs> We're here now. Um, then we started the podcast with like eight other people or something, so like seven, six or eight other people. And they fell off, and now it's just us. Huh. We're just here now. Yeah. You guys met in, like, a over panic at the disco. Yeah. Yeah. We guys- don't like Reddit anymore, so. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. you, guys, you guys don't like panic anymore? I mean, well, I like their music. I don't like Brendan yeah. as a person. Yeah. But- yeah. A lot I of controversy know. around Brendan. A lot a of lot. controversy. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. 
That's crazy, though. See, in back in the day when I grew up, that would have been a Blink-182 fan page or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. You know what my first screen name was whenever I had AIM? That's how old I am. What was it? Blink exists, 182 at AOL.com. Were people doubting the existence of Blink? Well, so Blink has a famous song called Aliens Exist. Oh, so I'm not a Blink fan. I'm sorry. I, no, no, it's all good. That's, so the exist is a reference to the song, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All That's right. cool. A lot of people think like, oh, they didn't exist. It was fake, but it was still a song. I mean, when Glory met me, my name was Microsoft Publisher and everybody called <laughs> me God. So like... <laughs> I don't even think she knew my real name for the longest time. Like we started the podcast and my name in the bio was God. God. <laughs> That's funny. Y'all are funny. Thank oh, you. We try our you. best. <laughs> uh, so back to your album for just a second. No, I don't want to talk about we me. Just, we just got to oh, okay, finish this. <laughs> uh, what band or artist influence you think you can hear the most on this record, if any? Three-piece pop-punk band. Everybody says Blink. I mean, we're a huge Blink fan, but so but way before you guys probably even were into music, there was a record label out of New Jersey uh, called Drive Through Records. Mm-hmm. Um, Drive Through Records had Newfound Glory. They discovered Newfound Glory. They discovered um, the Starting Line. They discovered uh, Finch, um, a, <clears throat> a band called Steel Train, which eventually became Fun. Oh, and then, stop. And then, then lead singer Fun is like uh, the huge songwriter now with Taylor Swift and all sorts yeah. of stuff. Yeah, um, Jack Antonoff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that label is like a huge influence on us. Um, it was again, it was essentially the label that defined pop punk music in the mid two thousands, early two thousands, even before we got into it. Mm-hmm. So this is, I think, the record's kind of an ode to that record label in many ways. Um, and like, I just did this interview with Alternative Press and like the first question was, so you guys are trying to bring back drive through records and um, <laughs> that sound and uh, like even at Warped Tour, like in the in, you know, early to mid 2000s, like it, there was a drive through record stage mm-hmm. at Warped Tour. So it was like the prevailing record label. I think that when you listen to Bad Days Are Over that, that um, for those that know that label and those bands, you hear a little bit of that. Um, and I think that uh, that I'm proud of that. You know, I think that they're not a thing anymore. So maybe younger people will it'll kind of push them to maybe look at that direction of where pop punk was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Just having that track record of how many bands they've brought up. Yeah. That's- really. I mean, I could go. I mean, they've done it. Even bands you've never heard of that really define the scene. Like uh, there's a band called Alistair Homegrown. Uh, they were bands that that really paved the way for i think a lot of the the state champs neck neck deep story so far type bands now yeah. god damn wow. That's amazing. you should check them out <laughs> maybe i will I yeah. <laughs> i'll send you a list of the good ones and you can listen all okay. right yeah you don't want us to waste our times on the exactly because yeah. there's a That's lot of right. shit in there <laughs> there's a lot of stuff to a lot of misses yeah. <laughs> uh so this one should be super super fast off the top of your head i want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words Tradition, uh, nostalgia, uh, forward thinking. I love that. That's great. Uh, wow, so- that was like that. This is so much more fun than other shit that I've done. <laughs> well, we're you not should do that all the time. You should do like, like first thing comes to mind. Cheese. Uh, like, <laughs> just say random shit, you know, and like and see what people come to mind. Oh, or well, I'll just shut the fuck up. And like, <laughs> get you like in that same train of thought, uh, is there a certain feeling you want listeners to have while going through the record? I would love if, you know, we're like a summer band in many ways. Like, you know, it's like, I really, really hope like when, when growing up for me, like listening to those drive through records bands with my friends with the windows down in the summer, 
I mean, maybe with masks on during this summer. I don't know. Um, I just really hope that people can like, uh, I don't know, like it'd be the soundtrack to their summer in some way, not the whole thing. We're not going to, you know, you know, be the soundtrack to, to, to the summer, but you know, you know, I just hope that it's something that can like bond friends and, you know, over, over, uh, over a smoothie in the summer. Yeah. Well, I just think that like pop punk in general definitely has like that summer vibe. Like that's when I, that's when I tend to like listen to more pop punk, Mm -hmm. um, is in the summer. It just kind of, it feels right. Definitely does feel right. What do you, what do you, what feels right in the winter? Metal. (laughs) Where are you? More like R and B and sometimes a little pop. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me it's more like Jimmy World and emo. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, definitely emo. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, all right. Uh, so we know this album isn't even out yet. Yeah, <laughs> so, but are you guys working on anything new? Like, are you writing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think we're always you're always writing when you're an independent band. It's just like, and when you're in quarantine, you're always writing. Uh, something that we need to get better at is releasing more music more frequently. Mm-hmm. When you're an independent band, like we always want to do it well and do it right and record with the right people. Yeah, and we're like completely self sustainable. So like to generate the funds to do that, it takes more time than we'd like to. But our goal is definitely to like. Re- be in the studio like twice a year, have content const- constantly, as you know, content mm-hmm. is king. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, we are writing now, but we all just got vaccinated too. So like, we're now like, Congrats. you know, yeah, we're stoked, you know, I'm alive. So that's yeah, good that's to all the naysayers. Good. It's just exactly. shocks. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So we're getting together more often. We're doing a live stream, like an album release show live stream. Um, so we've been practicing for that, but it's so weird. Like, I mean, it's like almost like life was on hold and like now you're trying to pick up exactly where you left off and yeah. you know your back hurts a little more and you know you're probably, you know, a couple years older now yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah we are trying to write a lot more than we okay. we did kind of in the past more frequently all right uh so where do you see the band in the next five years like i'm on a job interview well i want a 401k and four and a half kids no (laughs) do a swat analysis on yourself um i think in five years you know um like so i run a record label and a music festival too um it's called the four chord music festival um and uh so i i think that like we released the records under four chord music we have we have had every close call you could possibly think of with every record label you've ever heard of Mm -hmm. so we've we kind of uh we never think anymore in terms of like oh we're gonna get to hopeless or we're gonna get to fearless or we're gonna get on a major Mm -hmm. um it's not even in our vocabulary anymore um so in terms of five years i want to um for this new record we're really pushing hard to chart on billboard yeah. Um, so for we have one right here. That's our last al- album, Awkward Phase. Oh, yeah. um, but we really, I really want to be able to, to you know, tell my parents I actually did something with music. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Uh, they're very supportive. But um, we want to chart on Billboard in the in the kind of near future. Um, in five years, we just want uh, the most people who can possibly listen to our music to listen to it. So um, I wish I had a better, more like witty answer. I'm normally really witty. Uh, but, uh, I just really want people to hear us. I think that we, we don't, we're not like reinventing the wheel by any means and we don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that if people give eternal boy a chance that there's something on bad days or over or any release we've had that they will find something that they can like, you know, kind of connect with. Mm-hmm. So I just want people to give pop punk a chance. There we go. Five years from now. Give pop yeah. punk a chance. Give pop punk a chance. Well, we're finally starting to head towards that revival again. So yeah. 
So are you, were you guys in, like, are you guys into pop punk generally? Is that like who the people you interview mostly? I looked at a lot of the, the episodes, but I mean, generally, do you personally listen to pop punk a lot? I, I listen to pop punk every now and then. I'm trying to find a band that I can really like latch on to, but right now it's just bands that we talk to for pop punk that I listen nice. to. Nice. Yeah, I tend not to latch on to pop punk bands as much as I do like oh, metal. God, yeah. So, I mean, I listen to a bunch of pop punk, but nothing that really like clicks with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what kind of metal are you into? Uh, like the metalcore and new metal. So, like Corn, Slipknot, Motionless in White, shit like that. Like I've been listening corn to Corn and yes. Slipknot? Yes. That's like my generation's shit. Yes, I love them so much. <laughs> oh my god, I, I used to I used to be a to- like I begged my parents when I was like nine years old to bring me to the Family Values tour. Do you remember? Holy you know that shit! Is? What? Yes. Nine. I mean, I was uh, yeah. I mean, that was nineteen. I don't even remember the date. I don't even know what date it is today. So really <laughs> did, they, did they take you? No, they didn't. Okay, good. I had to beg my mom in 2019 to take me to see Slipknot. She took me. I can't. I still can't hear correctly from it. But I saw Slipknot live with Your my mom. Your mom sounds super cool. I, she, I was taking her to every single show pre-COVID. Now I'm old enough to drive myself there. At the time, yeah. I was not. That's that's uh, bringing your mother to a Slipknot show. I mean, God it's a bold rest move. her soul. It's a yeah. Move. <laughs> like we had the opening band chanting Hail Satan on stage. And I was just hoping that she wasn't paying attention because I didn't tell her about that because I didn't know that, that was going to happen. <laughs> Who was the opening band? Uh, Behemoth was the oh, first one God. yeah Whew. there's a really sick so we're from pittsburgh pennsylvania there's a really cool like metalish band here called code orange yes i've oh, heard of them yeah, yes we, yeah. they are really nice people they're pro- very scary to watch on screen they are the nicest people ever and they are i i don't love metal but like i absolutely love code orange they're like yeah. they're super awesome so if you haven't checked them out or their discography you certainly i have ch- i checked out their most recent album from last year Early last year, yeah. Spoke about it, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the was- Grammy-nominated album. Yes, that mm-hmm. one. <laughs> That's killing bizarre. it over. Yeah, they're killing it. Yeah, they are. They're That's fucking cool. They they were on tour with Slipknot too, I think, at one point. Not Fest. I think they were on Not Fest. Okay. Oh. But okay. um. Wait. Yes. Is that a festival that they did? It's a. It was like a. I think they did like one of them in the United States, but then like it was in Japan. They did it in Australia. Yeah, the, um, the tour I saw was like the Not Fest Road Show. They just were too lazy to name it a different tour, so they just named it that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. cool name for it. I mean, yeah. like Slipknot curates all the bands, from what I hear too, so they pick them all. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. Yeah, metal's metal's a little too angry for me, you know. Exactly. But, yeah. Uh, yeah same. I, I I like funny, happy go lucky, short, furry, and funny stuff. So exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I do like rap and R and B though a lot as well. Yeah, that's also that's also good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sweet. <laughs> I promise we're done talking about music now. <laughs> Speaking of that, for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music if that's okay with you. Love it. Love it. Uh, so we're going to go straight to death row. Boom. So, if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? With a drink. With a drink. Don't. Okay. Uh, the drink would be a freckled lemonade from Red Robin. Ooh. Oh. I think yeah. my girlfriend like, mm-hmm. loves those. Legit. Um, and I'm a, been a vegetarian since birth. How about I've never oh. had meat on purpose in my entire life? Okay. So I would do an Impossible Burger. The Sorry. shit hits different. Mm-hmm. I've been vegan since birth, so the Impossible Burger hits different. Since wait, wait, wait since birth? Yes. Your mother and father raised you. Yes. That way. Yes. <laughs> I am the only person I've ever met. Now you are the only other person I've ever met that since birth had been a vegetarian. We're best to be best friends. Like Dude. this is destiny. 
start a you want do you want to hang out? Of course. <laughs> I don't over. have anybody else to hang out with. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. I've never met somebody that's been vegan since birth. That's fucking awesome, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. I was vegan from birth to twelve and then twelve to fourteen. I was vegetarian. And, and now, now you're here. here. <laughs> it's now you're a carnivorous eating person? Yeah. <laughs> it, so from birth you were too? Yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. No longer though. I know it's fine, but still, like, so your parents raised you that way. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> that is that is gnarly. I have never met any other two other human beings in thirty years. I've never met any, and now I've met two in the last five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Shane's the only one that counts because he's still vegan. I'm still yeah, going. but you did 12, 14 years with no meat. Yeah. It's impressive. Cool. Did you? Did, <laughs> no, you know, if you if you switch to meat for health reasons, you can just pass. But did you switch because of taste? Um, my family switched because it um, a lot of... So you know like how some vegan and vegetarian products have like a lot more sodium because they're just trying to flavor it better? Yep. So my family just looked into it and was like, the natural, natural stuff would be better for your body than all the processed stuff, um, like meat replacements and whatever. So that's why my family switched because they were like, we might as well just switch back, so... Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a lot of preservatives in some yeah. of the vegetarian stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. You guys are the coolest two people. I wish I was like you guys when I was 18. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but podcasting wasn't a thing, so. Yeah. Yeah. Radio show. That's true. Exactly. Much harder to get on the radio, but yeah. 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 God, I've tried. Um, so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? Oh, what a question. <laughs> One fictional world for a week. One week. Um, man. Yeah. Middle Earth? That's okay. a good one. That's a good one, yeah. I'd uh, be best friends with, uh, with uh, Bilbo. Bilbo. Bilbo and company. Sorry. As you should be. <laughs> hey, somebody just needs to answer their phone. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the house phone going off and I'm too lazy <laughs> to mute the mic. <laughs> Come on, Shane. So I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has said it is the most important question. What is your favorite color? Did it look like I was frozen? Yeah. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite that would have been a ridiculous timing for it to freeze on the last question yeah literally. right when i'm about to say it um i think my favorite color is um chartreuse Ooh, yeah that's a good color a good Our, the front door of my house is painted chartreuse as fuck <laughs> and and that's actually the color when i picked it i was like i want chartreuse as fuck and they were like oh we know exactly what exactly. you want we got that we got the exact what, now, color what, can i ask both of you a final question yeah sure Okay. If okay, first of all, celebrity crush, go. Oh shit! I don't know. I don't keep up with the celebrities. Neither do I. I'm trying to think. Rowan Blanc. Wow, you guys are you guys are good at asking them, but y'all yeah. can't. No, yeah, because I don't we, think about this anymore. <laughs> we we typically get the questions we ask flip back on us, and we've yeah. got answers off the cuff. What's I guess I would color? say what Rowan Blanchard from yeah. she was on that one Disney Channel show. Oh 
yeah, girl meets world. Yeah. Girl meets world. See, boy oh. meets world was my thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I was fully I, convinced I, I was going to meet her when I went to Disney in sixth grade and had the biggest crush on her. I carried my BlackBerry with me everywhere because I, <laughs> I wanted to get her number. <laughs> that is so funny because my celebrity crush when I was younger was Topanga. <gasps> from girl from Boy Meets World, which yeah. I guess was their mom. Yeah, yeah, it's their mom in Girl Meets World. Yeah, Rowan. I swear to God, if I, if I was 18 or you were 30, we'd all be stoked stoked on life to be friends. <laughs> How about you? God, I'm just going to play it safe. No. Should I, I'm just going to say Louis Tomlinson. He's I saw that one coming. Of one Direction. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure it's somebody else, right? Who's my dog? <laughs> it's my dog. ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky. Ooh. ASAP Damn. Rocky. There you go. Yeah. You freaking sent for him on the podcast. You feel I like your so hand much. in marriage, sir, every single time we talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should get him on. We Dude, tried. I tried. I try. I'm gonna try again. He wasn't. He didn't put anything out. He, so it was just kind of like a shot in the dark. It's been like a year since like his last album. So I was like, "Hey, does he want to come on and talk about a year old album?" And they were like, "No." And I was like, "Okay, I'll try again in a year." Okay, thanks for answering. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that that's how no, I feel no. with the big press people. I'm like, okay, thank you for responding. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. All you gotta do is just keep asking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eventually, asking. they'll get tired of it and just say yes. Sure, Absolutely. Hundred percent. Yeah. I I'm trying to get so. This year, my festival, the headliner is Blink-182, who's my oh. favorite band of all time. Wow. So I've, I'm trying to do, we do like a, a four-core music festival podcast type thing too. Okay. And I have put in, remember, I'm already paying them to be at the show, but right? yeah. I'm already the hand that feeds, right? Mm-hmm. And they still, they still are so particular about stuff. They just, you know, it's so tough to get them. You yeah. should just get them like when they're coming off stage or going on stage. Like they're already there. Just Sounds like a lot of rules broken face. though. And just, but it's it's his festival. Like, it is, but you should see some of the security requirements these bands have. I mean, they're it's like, your festival, though. It Don't is my it. festival, but you know, the bands actually have. This is a big misconception that like the people that run the festivals have mm-hmm. complete control. Yeah. I do have control, but when it comes to the individual band members, you have no control. It's their people. It's their management. It's their PR people that really um, dictate what they will and won't do. Mm-hmm. That's cringe. Fuck yeah. that, but yeah, yeah honestly, yeah. God. Sorry for cursing so much. I feel like I'm oh, bad. Oh no, it's all good. You're good. We've, we've had like so much worse. <laughs> I've got a worse mouth than most people we talk yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a really bad mouth, but I feel like I'm like the old eld- elderman here, so I'm trying to not uh, say what I normally would say, which I is totally PC, it. but like not more fucks. And yeah. more- <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you for now. This has been Rishi from Eternal Boy and uh, We're the Good Noise podcast. <laughs>